This is Donnie Tuttle, the Sell Anywhere trainer, coach, and practitioner. Welcome to the only podcast designed for the remote sales professional and the remote leader, helping you live with more joy, more freedom, and more productivity. We believe that your talent is not limited to your zip code and that you can build the life that you want while selling from anywhere. What's up, Sell Anywhere listeners? This is your host, Donnie Tuttle, and uh, I wanted to uh, come at you. I'm going to be doing some things a little bit different. And uh, one of the things I've realized that as we've gone through, we've had some really cool guests, have a really cool one today as well. Um, But I just realized there's so many things that are happening on my journey that are just happening so fast that I have a lot to share. And so you're going to be hearing some uh, just individual podcasts by me. Some will be on mindset, some's going to be on motivation, and we're going to have a lot of methods as far as what you can do to make sure that you are being the best version of you and uh, you're able to crush it no matter where you're at. So just be on the lookout uh, for some of those actually coming out this week. And uh, we'll talk about everything from office setup to, you know, how the how, how a nomad can, um, you know, get their mind back in order and establish routines to, uh, you know, technology and, and, and tricks. And really, I mean, how do you uh, how do you prospect when you go into a new land every every few months? So those are some of the things we'll be digging into real soon. Um, and, and so I definitely appreciate uh, anyone who is, uh, you know, tuned into that. So that's just something that's an expression of my heart. And um, real quick, before we jump in, I want to read a a new five-star uh, review that we have. This is from someone who is B2B disappointed. So <laughs> I'm not sure what they're disappointed in, but B2B. And, um, and I, I must know this person from somewhere in my past because they say this. They say, I had the pleasure of sitting under Donnie's training long before he started the Sell Anywhere lifestyle. And yes, he's a real deal. After several years in the brick and mortar and now uh, remote, this podcast has helped me greatly with this transition. So whoever you are, be to be disappointed. Um, Thank you for the five-star review. Thank you for sharing. Guys, if you could do the same, it just helps other people find us out there. And, um, you know, I don't I don't get money for this. I don't get uh, compensated in any other way. The only thing I crave is influence. And uh, you are, you're helping me to do that. So uh, we're going to jump in and uh, we have a, a guy here. Um, a couple of disclaimers. First off, um, apparently in the place and in, in, in how things were, uh, the microphone just wasn't, it wasn't working correctly that day. And I didn't realize it until at the end of the podcast. So um, my audio uh, doesn't sound great. So apologies for that ahead of time. But if you can slug through that, you're going to hear some really, really, really cool stuff from a guy named Nick Hutchison, who is going to, he's going to bring the heat on something that really, for me, was life-changing. And um, if you want to find one of the things that was uh, at the genesis of my movement uh, from brick and mortar to to being able to go out there and crush it and sell anywhere, it was it was picking up books. It was picking up books. It was picking up books. And I, I started um, with uh, one book called actually 48 Days to the Work You Love, and I just couldn't stop. It became a habit. And so um, Nick is going to talk about that and then some. How do you sustain that? How do you grow from it? Um, but but take a listen for him. Be on the lookout for new podcasts around the corner that are going to be featuring myself only. And please, as always, 
interact. If you know someone who I need to interview, give me a shout, make a comment, reach out to me. You can connect with me. Uh, of course, if you go to DonnieTuttle.com, you can connect with me there. And um, anyway, without further ado, thanks so much. Let's just jump right in. Sell Anywhere crowd. This is your host, Donnie Tuttle. And I am here to ask you, where are you at? Where are you at right now? Where are you selling at? Are you in your PJs? Are you in the gym? Where are you at? I, I love the idea of being free to go anywhere and to do what we're going to do. And um, we have a cool guest to get to today. Before we get there, though, I just wanted to say thank you for the stuff you're doing. Um, there's been awesome involvement. We've had 2,000 downloads uh, of this podcast in this last week. And uh, so you guys are awesome. Keep sharing. Uh, definitely rate it. Uh, rate the podcast. And um, if you can, uh, there's also a place where you can, you can give a comment. And all that does is just helps other people to find us. And there is, let's see, there is a couple of five-star ratings I wanted to, uh, to share. So uh, Chelsea Fournier, um, sales doesn't have to be a negative connotation. Uh, Donnie is fantastic at communicating and brings the community together for an amazing, uh, uh, for, for quality. If you can learn to sell from anywhere, you can bring your business and your life anywhere. So that's awesome. Thank you, Chelsea. Um, and then also another five-star from the positive side. And the guy, uh, he just, uh, it's high, it says, my man. So I love it, my man. I travel with my job. It's extremely difficult to start my pipeline over and over. This podcast has given me tools and techniques that I'm implementing today. Uh, thank you, Donnie, for this podcast. So it's awesome, awesome, awesome. So good to know uh, when we are helping people out. Please share and um, definitely comment. So we're going to jump in. And um, with us today, I, I, want you, I want you to listen to, um, to this man, Nick Hutchison. And um, Nick has some really unique things. Not only is he a brother in the journey, right, the remote life that we, that we live, but he's also um, someone, well, I'll let him explain his story, but um, he didn't get bit by a radioactive spider and then get transformed uh, with spider powers, but there was an event that happened in his life, and it has brought him immense power, and it's actually something that we can all reproduce. And I hope that you'll embrace the idea that learners are earners. Uh, Nick Hutchison of Book Thinkers, welcome to the Sell Anywhere podcast. Well, thank you very much, Donnie. I'm excited to be here and share what I've learned so far far in my journey with everybody all of your listeners well, like i said i'm excited to be here yeah man we'll uh, we'll we're gonna, we're gonna jump into all that i want to know something man before we go anywhere um first off nick i'm not gonna ask what you're wearing but i'm gonna ask where are you at what's your situation <laughs> right now man where, where are you at where are you where are you where are you from right now you're a home office are you in your car where are you at man so I am in my home office, which is located about four paces to the left of my bed, which is <laughs> my, my, commute, my commute to work is not very difficult. <laughs> and uh, I am wearing pajamas, yes. which is nice. <laughs> uh, so my home office is located, I'm from northeastern Massachusetts. So I'm up in the northeast right now and it's, uh, the weather's looking nice. I'm looking out the window and uh, happy to be here. Awesome. Um, can you do, before we go any further, can you say um, 
how do you say Worcestershire sauce? How, can you pronounce that? <laughs> well, so Worcester, Massachusetts That's is the it, one right. that gets everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Worcester. Yeah. All right, Worcester. man. So, um, so tell us a little bit about uh, Nick, what you do. There, there are two things where uh, you're, you're multiplying into one area. You're also holding down your day job remotely. Um, tell us a little bit about what you do and um, maybe the, the remote scenario with, with your day job. And I definitely, well, actually, you know what? Tell us about that and then tell us about this whole secret superpower that you yeah. have, uh, you've been unleashing. How about that? Yeah, no, absolutely. So I work full-time for a software company. I am a remote employee and I do work in sales. So I'm a big fan of the sell anywhere theme here. So I've been in the remote sales position for a few years now, and I definitely value my time out of the office. You know, I work remotely five days a week. I travel around. I can work from anywhere as long as I have a decent internet connection and the ability to use my phone, which has been amazing in and of itself. And I'm a young guy, so this is a trend that you see a lot of people moving towards, and I am definitely an example of how young people can get out there and do this, make good money and sell anywhere. (laughs) What are some of the cool places you work from? Oh, I work all over the place. So I, you know, I travel all around the United States and I've also traveled internationally while working as well. So some of my favorite cities to work from, I love Chicago. I love Los Angeles. I was just working this past week from Sacramento, California. Right now I'm in Boston, but I just spent a year working remotely out of Florida which I know you're familiar with. We just missed each other. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So um, I like to work from innovation centers sometimes and, you know, collaborative workspaces where you can rent out a desk for the day or you can rent out a conference room and you're around the buzz. You, you know, you feel the energy from all these other people. But I also value my time from my home office and, you know, being able to get into some deep work by yourself with little to no distraction and just focus on the full-time sales gig, which is awesome. So that's a little bit about where I work from. And Love it, man. So there was, there was, a, there was a moment, Nick, that, um, that turned a page to a new chapter in your life. Can you, can you tell me, because you and I have talked a little bit about that and there was a decision and there's, there's something really cool that's happened and it's actually how I found you. Uh, through this whole through the whole book thinkers movement, yeah. So a, a few years ago, uh, as I mentioned, I'm a young guy. A few years ago, I was towards the end of my college career, the end of my academic career, and I had a mentor give me a book, and he said, "Just read this," um, because I was I was at a point where I was struggling in school. I wasn't learning fast enough. I felt that I was wasting my time in that real world experience you know, was where I was finding so much value. And there must be a way to expedite that process. And I had never read a book in my entire life. I was one of those people in high school that used sparknotes.com to get by on my (laughs) reading essays in English class. And I just didn't find a lot of value in reading. So I was given the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I read through that book in just a few days. And I said, wow, I just condensed decades of information into just a few days. Mm. It's actionable information. It's, it's information that I can take and implement directly into my life right now. And I found so much value in that, that I started to read more and more. I started to pick up additional books and I started to, you know, Google what were some great self-help or business books, sales books, biographies of people who have done what I want to do and who have done it successfully. So I started to read and once I 
opened that door, I have never looked back. And uh, if you'd like, I can jump into how BookThinkers was created or some Please, of this. Yeah, yeah, let's, 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 let's crush that, man. All right, let's get right into it. So I, I experienced some success right out of school with this full-time sales you know, professional job that I currently have. I've been with the company for over three years now. And because I dedicate so much of my success to reading, I started posting the books that I was reading all over my social media. So on Snapchat and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And I would let everybody know that I was a reader and that I credit my sort of immediate success right out of school, which is always a relative term, but based on, you know, based on what I thought I was going to be doing after school, I was definitely successful. I started posting it everywhere. So people would ask multiple times per week all over the place. Hey, what are you reading? What's a good book on this subject? How did you rate that book? What were your top three takeaways from over here? What's your favorite book in that genre? And because so many people were asking me about my library, and I had a book with me everywhere I was going. So I was definitely networking myself as the reading guy, which can be somewhat unpopular, but my goal is definitely to make it popular <laughs> again. <laughs> I, uh, I created a little website for myself at first where I would post the books I was reading. I would post my rating, my review, as well as the top notes from my book. And I would just share that URL with my friend group whenever somebody would ask me about a book rather than having to type out the same long form text messages all the time. Mm. Eventually I had a few friends that said, Hey, can you do this same thing for me? Because you've influenced me to become a little bit more of a reader. And now I have people asking me all the time. Plus this is a great organizational tool and I can compare my reading to your reading. We can, you know, cross pollinate notes, etc. So at one point I had about 10 of my friends on there and I was manually adding book notes for them. So I got together with a few of my friends and this is all while working full time. So this is what I would consider to be a side hustle, which is a hobby that actually can make you money. Mm. And uh, I got together with a few friends and we outsourced the development for what is now bookthinkers.com. And we have mobile apps coming out in a few weeks, both on iOS and Android. But essentially the site allows you to create a virtual bookshelf in which you can add books to one of three shelves, either books you finished reading, books you're currently reading, or books you will be reading. So it's an organizational tool. But as you add books to your shelf, especially books that you finished reading, you can rate them out of five stars, you can write a little review, and you can add up to 10 of your top takeaways. Now the biggest thing for me, and something that has helped me close what I would call the learning doing gap, is that the site actually systematically reminds you of those book notes over time mm. so that you can retain and implement more from the books you're reading. One of the biggest issues and the reason that I created the site as well is that when you read so frequently, let's say you finish two books a week, every year you're reading a hundred books. And when you're layering so much information on top of previous information, it can be hard to retain information from a book you read two years ago if you never look at your notes again. Right? So that was an issue I was experiencing. And now the systematic reminders within BookThinkers allow me to recall information from books I read two or three years ago pretty easily. Mm. And uh, I'm, I'm definitely finding a lot of value in that. So that's what the core of the platform was built around. We have a lot of additional uh, opportunity for you to use the platform in different ways by setting goals and completing goals, competing with your friends in shared challenges, earning badges, discovering books, etc. But uh, okay, yeah, it's been an exciting journey so far. I know that was a mouthful. 
Love it. Love it. Well, this is, this is cool because um, actually people ask me all the time um, exactly what you just now shared. I think I get that all the time. And it's interesting that, um, that you actually saw this as a point of value. And, um, you know, what was it Einstein who said, uh, try not to become a person uh, of success, but rather a person of value. Yeah. And, yeah. and so you, you found that place where you were adding value and, and you've built something around it. That's really cool. And you can count on me to have a bookshelf on, uh, in, in the app for sure. So, but now I want to, we'll, we'll stay here at the reading part for a little bit. I'm really excited about what you're doing here. Um, I, I want to know, there's the gap. You, you mentioned the learning doing gap. And, and I don't know if it's FOMO, you know, if you're missing out or it's just like, it's just the, uh, the habit of having something new um, in front of us. But oftentimes, um, and I've done this before with conferences, with books or whatever, you just move from one to another to another. You just get so excited. But the reality is, is if you just applied what you learned from one book versus reading 20, you could have been better off. How, like, how does one battle the learning doing gap? Yeah. So a few years ago, one of my early sales mentors, we were sitting in a hotel lobby, actually in Chicago, which I mentioned earlier. And he, he knew that I read a little bit and he had recommended some of the books that I was reading. And he looked at me and he said, you know, I think you're doing something special. I think you're doing something very different for most people because at the time he recognized, and it was the first time that I had really thought about it. He said to me, most people never read a book in their life after they graduate high school or college. And for those that do, the majority of them, you know, they don't take notes. They don't actually implement anything from the books they're reading. And for those that do take notes and implement things from the book they're reading, it's rather unorganized. Mm -hmm. And that clicked with me. I said, you know, there must be a more efficient way to implement the lessons that you're learning from the books you're reading. So, you know, I do a few things to reinforce the lessons I'm learning. Uh, and I find, you know, I, I definitely have quite a few different ways that I do this, but we'll explore one or two of them. <laughs> you know, book thinkers as a site, being able to organize my thoughts, put them in sort of an online book resume, if you will, just an organized virtual bookshelf. And systematically going back and reviewing those helps me flex that neural pathway, which helps that kind of river run a little bit deeper every time. And these, these, activities that I'd like to implement into my life become a little bit strengthened every time I reread my notes. And then when your brain becomes accustomed, when, when your subconscious takes hold of these, um, you know, potential actions to implement, your brain identifies opportunities in the real world to take advantage of some of these things. So I'm a big fan of form to leave form or numbers to leave numbers, which is to study something so deeply and revisit it so often that it really does become part of your subconscious being. And then you'll almost act on it on autopilot or subconsciously. And I've noticed myself <clears throat> speaking or acting on behalf of things I've learned without actually realizing I'm doing so. So that's, that's one way is just the frequency in which you, you know, the frequency and depth in which you can absorb this information, your, your brain or body or whatever will subconsciously take action on these things. So that's number one is just get out there and, and absorb this information as, as deeply as you can, but also as frequently as you can. 
Mm. Um, that's one of them. Uh, so I also have an accountability group that meets every Friday. It's just a few of my friends and I. We call it Success Buddies. And it's modeled after the book The Compound Effect by Darren mm -hmm. Hardy. Mm -hmm. So it's a group of accountability partners. And as we're reading, we have, a, we have an actual spreadsheet that's labeled um, Thursday through Friday. So, you, uh, or sorry, Thursday through the following Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And we, we actually write, you know, in a left column, we write activities that we'd like to implement from books that we've read into our weekly activity. And then we set a goal, what I like to do, you know, perform this action once this week, seven times this week, et cetera. And, you know, we track it within this spreadsheet. And then we have calls on Friday. We call them accountability calls where we get on. And if somebody didn't follow through with the goal that they had set, we talk about it and we get pretty deep into these subjects. You know, was it not intrinsically motivating enough for you? You know, did you not prepare yourself enough? Did you not prep your mind for it? Did you not study this subject enough to actually, um, you know, feel good enough about implementing it, whatever it is. So that's another way that I've closed what I call the, or what we call the learning doing gap. It's another form of accountability to get people that you trust and that are also on the same path as you out there performing these activities and sending you a quick message if they notice that you're not performing the way that you said you were going to. So that's another good way that I've, that I've conquered that, if you will. What about you? What are some ways that you close the learning doing gap? Um, you know, it's interesting. So my, my background is that, is that of a teacher. And uh, the law of the two is, uh, is, is what I've learned. And so if it's something, first off, if you just want to know it and keep it forever, retention happens in two. So uh, review after two minutes, two hours, two weeks, two months. And, and uh, if, you, if you do that, you pretty much have it locked in your memory forever because we have so much information that our brain is dealing with that um, the brain, you know, it's, it's saying, wait, is this valuable or am I just, you know, you know, does it store everything? It, it does a large, massive uh, dump of, uh, of information. Um, and, and, and so to keep those valuable things in it, it's, it definitely has to do with exactly what you said, which is reviewing. Um, you know, I mean, honestly, I would say that, that there have been times where I've where I struggled, I would say going going slower, making notes. I definitely would say accountability. So I have a um, have a, a coach, a couple of coaches actually that I work with, and these are things that um, you know that come out in that. So um, you know those mechanisms are good. Um, and the other thing is too is I would say that not every idea, and maybe you can speak to this, not every idea is a good idea. And not everything that you are pumped up about in the moment that you want to implement is something that you need to maintain your bearing on. So having, yeah. just having freedom to, um, to try something and then say, not for me. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. I mean, in reading so frequently and, and so much, I come across a lot of ideas that I disagree with or that I don't think I should implement today. You know, there's the, there's the idea that, 
you know, you're either reading to implement today or you're reading to prevent an issue from popping up in your life tomorrow or you're reading to handle a future situation. So I've, I find comfort in reading opposing views. I find comfort in reading things that I don't necessarily think I should implement today or within the next 10 years, you know, for those reasons specifically. But yeah, you're, you're definitely right in that. I've read a lot of content that I disagree with or that I think is less efficient you know, the author might be recommending something that is less efficient than what I'm currently doing today. Or let's talk about sales specifically. I mean, there are so many different thoughts and methods and systems that you can implement within a sales environment that completely contradict each other. I mean, I might read two books back to back that just have completely opposing ideas. So it's always great to be aware of that and to step back and reflect and, and think whether or not you should actually take advantage of, of uh, what you're reading. So, okay. So, so take me here, man. Um, one of my, um, I wouldn't say friends, but I, you know, I've interviewed him on another podcast and gotten to know him a little bit as a mentor is a guy named John Spence. And, uh, and John is famous, you know, he reads at least a book a week, you know, some, sometimes two. And to me, that's, that's crazy. Um, and what he says is he, um, he, he says that after when you, when you read book after book, after book, after book, that you come to a place to where you recognize commonalities and that oftentimes the stuff that should be implemented is what you're finding in all of the, the commonalities. You can't do everything, right? Obviously that's put in front of you. So, um, all right, question for you, how many books have you read and, um, and can you identify with that, maybe that commonality statement and maybe what are some of those that you, you've seen? Yeah, I can absolutely identify with that commonality statement. So within my book thinkers profile, I have about 150 books logged. And again, I only started my reading journey two and a half, three years ago. Mm. So I have about 150 books logged. I have read more than that that I didn't take great notes on, so they're not in the system. But speaking specifically, oh, and my, by the way, so my reading goal for this year is 100 books by the end of 2018. Mm. So I've, I've read about 50 so far. So I have a little bit of catching up to do. Um, so speaking specifically on the commonalities, I definitely agree. Um, there are a lot of books out there that, that are speaking about the same subjects. But I also, you know, when books are speaking about the same subject, sometimes somebody may use a different example or a different real world case study that resonates with you more than the other books did. It may have a little bit of a spin-off of the idea, but you know, I one of the biggest commonality things that I've realized through reading about so many successful people's lives and so many successful system-related books is that the compound effect for me, just taking small steps in the right direction over a long period of time, it really does equal a disproportionate outcome. You know, and and that's something that a lot of books talk about is just you need to consistently perform small right actions over and over and over and over and over over a long period of time and success doesn't happen overnight in any area of life whether it's working remotely sales wise or it's really anything else entrepreneurship you know being a stay-at-home mom I mean literally anything doesn't happen overnight but if you put in the time and you're consistently walking in the right direction then you're going to end up on the other side successful so I mean that's the biggest commonality that I think I've identified through these books but the tools that you can use to get there are always different 
That's so, worth uh, the price of admission right there, man. <laughs> because <laughs> because it is it is so true that the person, it's not the person who does the, the right thing once in a while, right? It's the one who is consistent. Winning yeah. is a habit. You got to do things right all the time, all the time. And um, unfortunately, um, I'm, in, I'm in the world of, of coaching, right? Sales coaching, leadership coaching. And oftentimes, um, everyone I work with or even touch really in any way, have, they've done the right thing sometimes, but it's getting it to become habit, right? And doing it all the time, mm -hmm. consistently getting that compound effect. I love it. Take me, um, tell me this, man, in terms of, um, well, I, 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 well, before I ask you a question, I've got, to, uh, I've got to tell the audience, they've got to follow you on Instagram. It's fun to watch your stories. You've been in um, complete sensory deprivation <laughs> tanks. You've, uh, you know, you're sharing uh, lessons and, and that you're getting from the books. Uh, right now, I've, I've been watching what you're doing with the deep work uh, from Cal Newport, which is, um, he's one of my favorites. But um, tell us, like, how, how is this translating? Like, like you're, um, you're reading, right? You're reading 100 books. <laughs> That's crazy. How is it translating into your actual performance? Um, because now we have this other side of you, this, this salesperson that is selling software online from anywhere. Um, how is it translating for you? Sure. Yeah, it's translating in a big way. I think a lot of people ask me because of the frequency in which I read, you know, are you, are you actually implementing the information from the books you're reading? So I mentioned, you know, two ways that, um, hold me accountable for actually implementing information, but things have gone really well. So I, I work for a small software company that's been in business for a little over 20 years. And it was my, so 2017 was my first full year as what I would consider a regional sales rep, somebody that owns their own territory and, you know, takes qualified leads and nurtures them throughout the rest of the sales process, which has been our sales model for over 20 years. But I actually was able to set the all-time sales record at the company in my first year. And the reason that I was able to do so is because I'm implementing so much from the books I'm reading. You know, if you take some of these uber successful salespeople or entrepreneurs or personalities and actually follow the roadmap that they've set out, implement the things that work, A and B test things from a sales environment, consistently change, always adapt. You know, I'm very responsive and flexible in my sales approach and it's always changing. I think that's what's allowed me you know, implementing the things from the books I'm reading. I think that's what's allowed me to be successful in actually selling specifically. So yeah, I mean, I'm definitely implementing things and, and it's going really well. And then on the side hustle side of things with book thinkers, what I'm realizing is that so many people read about these successful entrepreneurs and, and learn about their journeys, but they never actually get out there and do it. And that's what I did. I just closed that gap. I said, I'm going to commit myself to actually creating this platform. I have so many friends with great ideas, so many people that I know with great ideas, and a lot of these ideas come directly from the books they're reading. But if you don't take action on it and you don't implement it, what's the point? I mean, they say that uh, the graveyard has the most ideas, right? Or the richest, yes. the richest ideas are in the graveyard. And that's because people don't take the time to execute on the things that they're learning about. So mm. it's, it's, you know, at 24 years old, 
you know, it's, it's certainly, I've seen the fruits of my labor from reading and the return on my time invested has already blossomed. So I can only imagine what the next few years will hold, but I'm very excited to, to tell everybody this, that, you know, my life, my life has gone in a good direction because of the books I'm reading and because I'm actually implementing things from them. Man, listen to what was just now said by Nick. I, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt, right, said that in any situation, the best thing to do is the, is the right thing. The worst, uh, the second best thing actually to do is the wrong thing. And the worst thing to do yeah. is, is nothing. And if you're that. suffering right from that paralysis analysis and, and maybe you need one more book or a little more information, um, I think that what Nick just shared is, is it is the gospel truth. Action cures fear. And it's actually what takes the magic that's inside of you and puts it out there for the world that needs it. So um, I, I love what you said there. Um, I'm curious about something. I mean, how do you, like, I go through periods. I read probably um, four books a month is kind of where I'm at. Um, three, four, you know, somewhere in that area. And, um, and always one of them is fiction, <laughs> but, but there are times where I have gotten book burnout. I'm tired of reading certain types of books. I'm tired of listening to certain types of books. There's so many different ways you can do it. You can, you can, you can listen on audible or scribd, or you can, uh, you can read or you can, right. There's so many different ways. How, how, how are you digesting the books and how do you avoid book burnout? If you are looking to perfect the art and science of selling anywhere, I've got something for you. It's at thesalesclassroom.com. And when you go to thesalesclassroom.com, you're going to find the Sell Anywhere Classroom. Now, we have a free portion of that for you, which is the Sell at Home Survival Kit. And that is six video sessions and the ultimate guide and checklists of things that you need when you're selling from anywhere. That is absolutely free. And if you wanna engage with us on a deeper level, you can go over there right now and take a look at thesalesclassroom.com. It has all the best stuff from this podcast and from my life practices in selling from anywhere. We'll see you there at thesalesclassroom.com. So, all right, Nick, how is it, how do you avoid um, book burnout? <laughs> how, do you, how do you stop yourself from getting burnt out? Yeah, absolutely. So, as you mentioned, I also sprinkle in a little bit of fiction every once in a while. Um, but so let's say if I'm reading eight books a month, I try to avoid reading more than one or two very long books because I think you can become burnt out from a single book experience, which is pretty dangerous. So I try to keep, you know, the page count south of 450 or 500 pages for most of the books I'm reading. Um, I also sprinkle in some fiction, like I mentioned, but I just know that the piece of wisdom or the lesson or the action that you can implement from a book that could change your entire life can come from any book at any time on any page. And I love seeking and trying to discover and trying to find that piece of wisdom. So I'm always in search mode. Uh, the other thing that I think is very important is that I have built reading as a habit in a few different ways, which I'll mention in a second. But 
desensitizing yourself um, or lowering the willpower necessary to pick up and open a book also helps you avoid the burnout. Mm. I mean, it is a complete habit and it takes me very little willpower to open up a book because mm. as part of, and, and we can talk about this in a few minutes if you'd like, I have a 15-step morning routine that I complete every day before my workday starts. It takes about an hour and a half. And one of those steps is just to read for five minutes. So frequently opening that book, reading for five minutes and closing that book, it's not intimidating whatsoever, but it decreases the willpower necessary for me to read. So when I open the book later in the day, or if I'm going for a deep session of three hour reading, then it doesn't require a lot of willpower. It's not something I, you know, I hate or I want to avoid. It's something I quite enjoy. Um, That's awesome. That's so powerful. The five minute, uh, read for five minutes. Um, it's interesting. I found that um, just the wearing down of the, uh, of the will, willpower monster, right? Creating the habit um, helps. I'll have people, so I, I coach people to sell, right? And so one, one technique that's worked with many people is uh, it's, it's one call no matter what. So that doesn't matter if it's your busiest, worst day where, you, where you're only doing paperwork, you're going to make one prospecting call no matter what, because it's those periods in between inactivity that actually make it more of a monster, make it more of a burden. So that's, that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. I've never thought about that with, uh, with reading. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I also, I like the line, just floss one tooth. You know, people oftentimes think the idea of flossing. So, you know, set a goal to floss one tooth. And when you're there, you'll probably floss a few more. Just like once you make one call, you'll right. probably make a few more. Right, yeah. right. Read one, one push up. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, take me here, man. You're someone who has, um, like, you're, you're living the lifestyle that we are. And I, I feel like that in our scenario, right, we're, we're, we don't have the office. Uh, we don't have the water cooler talk. There's a lot of things that we... Um, that make us more productive, but there are also threats that can take away that productivity. And I'm thinking in terms of the, uh, just like you as a worker, as, as you are producing things, how do you simultaneously break it up? Because I heard a couple of different places you work at. How do you break it up so it doesn't get too monotonous? And also, how do you force yourself to focus? Because it's what we have to do. Yeah, this is this is something that I've definitely struggled with, um, and I'm not. I know I'm not great at at uh, chopping up my day and scheduling things in advance and staying on you know on task. I work long hours, I think, because of some of the inefficiencies that I experience throughout the day. Um, you know, to make up some of that extra time, but some of it, it just comes from intrinsic motivation. You know, I have a desire to be successful, and I know that I need to put in the work. And that small steps in the right direction over a long period of time will help me get there. So throughout the day, I constantly remind myself that this is what I've, you know, I've chosen to do this. I enjoy doing this. I'm definitely not somebody who wakes up in the morning and says, oh, I got to go to work. Mm. I've found something that fuels me internally. Um, But as for a specific system or set of tactics that I have for organizing my day, I'm still not there. So I'd be very interested, and this is one of the questions that I wanted to ask of you, what tools or systems do you have in place to help you with this exact issue? Hmm. Man, turn the tables on <laughs> the host. So, um, so as, far as, as far as that, um, I, I like to follow or like to suggest, see, not everyone I coach uh, does this, 
And so it's been a little bit of a learning process for me. Um, we, in the company I'm with, we have 150 coaches like myself, and we've all had to, to learn these things. And so um, the very first thing is uh, creating some sort of social part of it. And so we gather together a couple of times per week, sometimes on video calls, sometimes on phone calls, but there's, there is that accountability of the pack of wolves that's running in the direction that you're going that, um, that stops us from being sedentary. Um, when other companies don't necessarily have that structure, I, I do like building that. Like it sounds like you built like a mastermind group um, with, your, with your group of buddies. Um, that's something that can be helpful. But um, I find a lot of value in, uh, in routines and rituals. And so you mentioned your morning routine. Uh, that morning routine should be something that, that spices you up and says, heck yeah, here I am world. I'm bringing the thunder. You know, like this is about to go down. And um, there are a few uh, key parts where I feel like that not only does that routine, but also your self-talk really, 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 really matter. And so uh, the beginning of your day is one of those. Uh, the beginning of your work day is another one of those. Uh, the beginning of your, you know, we'll just call it prospecting or difficult tasks is another one. Um, so it's like what you're saying to yourself as you're about to enter this, and I'm, I will call it a room, um, you know, figuratively, but you know, as you're about to enter the room, who are you, what identity are you taking? And um, so self-talk is huge. And I think having goals, measurable goals and, and things that you can, um, you can count towards or against, and you said a hundred books. And so you've marked 50 of them off and you're like, okay, well, here's gotta be my pace if I want to hit that hundred bookmark. And I think that, um, you know, for salespeople, that's gotta be the case. But um, one of the biggest factors that I have found personally has been um, taking breaks. And so I, um, I'll go on and off depending on what type, what day it is for me. If it's a prospecting day, I'll do the Pomodoro technique. Have you heard of this? I actually have not, no. Okay. So it's where you bust your butt for 45 minutes and then you'll take a 15-minute break. Knowing that your brain needs rest and recuperation and that if you will do that, it will actually um, make you give you more pop, more zing, more power during the next 45 minutes that you work. And what I found was that I could actually get more work done in 45 minutes if my mind knew that I was going to get a 15-minute break. And so uh, breaking your days up um, with, with breaks uh, throughout. So, and that, you know, and breaks mean not social media, but you change places, get your mind off exactly what you're working on. Music is good, prayer, meditation, those are good things. Being outside, movement, all these are good aspects. And so, um, so you asked, those are, those are some of the things that, um, that I've found that work well. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. I, I definitely utilize some of those right now. You know, the morning routine does fire me up and I start every day excited just because, you know, it's, it's, built, with, it's built with a lot of constructive activity and a lot of priming activity that will lead me right into the morning, right into my first sales calls of the day, excited to be here, grateful to be here, and at peace and calm. You know, at the same time, so it's a fun, it's a fun little duality of emotion. Oh yeah! And, uh, throughout the day, I, I definitely also, you know, I recommend taking breaks as well. I'm a big fan of that, and you're definitely right. Not, not breaks of social media and mindless wandering throughout your social accounts, 
but things as you mentioned, taking, you know, going for a run, maybe a little bit of physical activity. If you work remotely and you're at home, it's easy to do so. Or read a little bit, meditate. I'm a big fan of mindfulness activities, gratefulness activities. So those are always recharging, supercharging activities for me, and, and I'm a big fan of those as well. Awesome, man. Well, good to hear that we are on the same page. Um, take us, um, you know, we, we're, we're about to wrap this, this thing up. But, um, but like, how can we get involved with what you're doing? And actually, before we go there, I really want to know, like, like if, if someone is working remotely, uh, they're thinking about working remotely, what books, what books should they be reading? So the first book that allowed me to visualize a remote, you know, lifestyle was The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim mm. Ferriss. Oh, yeah. I'm a huge fan of Tim Ferriss and everything that he stands for, but this book allowed me to actually execute on working remotely. I mean, Tim talks about a great strategy within the book, and I won't ruin it for everybody, but it gets you from where you are now to working remotely one day a week and then two or three. And once you show that this proven model can actually lead to more success, your your current work culture has no choice but to to get you remote. So I'm a big fan of the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss. That definitely helped me. Love it. So definitely I'm a big fan. That's, that is what provoked us to the place where we're at as well. Um, so we're going to, we're going to wrap it up, man. We're going to, for now, we'll say goodbye for now, but uh, man, if there's any last words of encouragement that you can give and, uh, and also just tell us how can we get in touch with, uh, with Nick Cushes and how can we interact with you? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, a few words of encouragement for everybody. It's possible. I'm a normal guy. And uh, I, you know, I have been very successful so far in my life. I can only wait to see what's about to happen. But just consistency, consistency, consistency. You know, I am continuously seeking truth you know, by reading these books and building on the discoveries of those who came before me. And I find just so much tremendous value in reading just about anything I can get my hands on. You know, I consider all of us students of the world, and there's so much to learn in literally any subject. And in today's digital social economy, people are making money doing exactly what you'd like to be doing. There's, you know, mm. in any passion, in any niche, in any area of life. So just get out there and do it. Read some books about it. You know, contact me, whatever it is. And the best place to find me is on bookthinkers.com. And within the next few weeks, depending on when this airs, you can search both on the iOS and Android application for book thinkers and shoot me a friend request on the site. You can see what I'm reading. There's an activity feed. You can comment back and forth with me. And then the second most active place that you can probably find me would be on the Instagram that you mentioned. I'm having a great time right now. Uh, the Instagram is at bookthinkers. And I'm having such a great time right now sharing a lot of the lessons that I'm learning in story format and posting a lot of really cool content. We've got some big, um, you know, inventors and social entrepreneurs and personalities interacting with the Book Thinkers site. So uh, I'm going to feature some of those interviews and stuff like that pretty soon. So that's a pretty cool place to find me. And then if you want to shoot me an email, if you have any questions, any direct questions, you can reach me, nick at bookthinkers.com. Nick, thank you for crushing it with us today, encouraging us to learn more, earn more, to, to read more, and to be more, and to actually, don't just put it in your head, go out there and actually 
just do it. Nick, you crush it, brother. Thanks for sharing time with us, man. Yeah, thank you, Donnie. I appreciate the time, and we'll keep in touch. Thank you, my friend, for joining us on the Sell Anywhere podcast, where if you can sell anywhere, you can sell everywhere, and your talent is not limited to your zip code. I want to tell you right now, just go into the show notes or go to thesalesclassroom.com, and you're going to find more. You're going to get that free home selling survival kit that we told you about as well as other ways to interact directly with me, your host, Donnie Tuttle. And if you just want to drop me a line, tell me that you like something or suggest someone for the show, find me on DonnieTuttle.com or go to my LinkedIn. I do a lot of stuff on LinkedIn. So great hanging with you and we will catch you on the flip side.